Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you willing? Hey gents. Welcome to another episode of Apex Masculinity, a high-performance men's coaching outfit designed to help you show up strong in every area of life. Raising the bar in fatherhood, marriage, finance, business, health, and all things manly. Gentlemen, let's begin. Hey, gents, welcome back to the show. You're in the right place. I'm your host, Nick Chantos. Guys, today I want to continue on with triggers. Just go over a couple more of them. I believe it'll be a help to you. But before we get started, I just want to declare out the gate that this episode is specifically produced for a good friend of mine, a guy that I used to walk pretty tough with many, many years ago, who will always have a solid place in my heart. Had a conversation with him yesterday about failure and feeling like we're always on the losing end of things and feeling like why it seems other people win and we just can't. And it's a mindset issue. And I wanted to address it today. Continuing on with triggers. I want to close that up and just share that in addition to the triggers that were mentioned in the last episode, failure is also another big time trigger for people with mired pasts. When we grow up in an environment where toxic and destructive choices and behaviors are taking place, we get to experience firsthand the reality of failure. When parental figures, for example, are making negative choices in life, they most certainly are attracting negative reactions and consequences as a result of those negative decisions and behaviors. Eviction, divorce, poverty, incarceration, health problems that are associated with addiction, depression, and the list goes on and on. Young people growing up in these conditions get to see the repetitive cycle of adults trying to succeed Yet due to the toxic choices that they continue to fall prey to, they always cycle back to outcomes of loss and failure. As jacked up as it may seem, the neuroplasticity in the brain of these young people that are watching this will develop a mindset that tells them that this is a normal and acceptable way to live. Even if we grew up in good homes and we got off track and we went astray, and we live negative and toxic for a number of years, we develop the neuroplasticity in our brain to have a mindset that tells us that failure is normal and acceptable. We become accustomed to it. We become used to it. It becomes our familiar place, our familiar mindset. In most cases, These people will develop habits, addictions, and decision-making skills that are parallel to what was displayed in the home, or, or they'll just develop them on their own over the course of decades of living this way. These people will in turn also begin to live out the same cyclical pattern of trying to succeed before failing and attracting the negative outcomes that are results of failure. 
These people don't have any reference for what success truly looks like. So they continue to engage in a pattern that's known, comfortable, and understood. The unfortunate result of this is that they reinforce the belief that no matter what happens in life, even if they really, really, really try to break free from toxic living, it won't be long until another failure rolls around, almost as if they expect it, like they're looking for it. Therefore, because of how powerful the mind is in creating the future realities that we experience, they will tragically attract through belief the next failure. The most unfortunate part of this whole process is that when they finally get tired of failure and substandard living, and they genuinely try to succeed, when the occasional failure pops up, and it does for all of us, they will wrongly assume that it will always be this way, that they will never succeed in life. So ultimately, they give up trying. Years and years go by, afraid to try, unwilling to try, because we just assume that it's not going to be too long before we fall again and become a failure. These people incorrectly believe that they are predestined to always fail. This is an internal lie tightly embedded into the psyche of a man. All of us will stumble as we proceed to live out the process of growing and maturing in life. The first couple of years are never fun trying to get your act together. I can remember so many mistakes that I made in the beginning, and on occasion, I still make them. The trick is to never give up in your attempt to succeed. As long as you're studious to learn and grow and you are committed to the absolute truth that you were not created to be a failure, you will mature and become successful. Remember, the reoccurring trap is that failures will trigger worse after bad decisions to medicate or alleviate the pain that's associated with having to look at yourself in the mirror after an epic blowout in character or a failure in decision making. We must learn to tell that defeated little voice that all of us have in our heads that we are no longer a failure, but rather we are a masterpiece of success on the journey to becoming the most elite versions of ourselves. A famous quote by Thomas Edison, the man who failed miserably thousands of times before successfully creating the modern mass-produced light bulb, an invention that brings light to billions of people all over the world, goes like this. Quote, Many of life's failures are people who did not realize how close they were to success when they gave up. Listen, you are closer than you think to mounting some of these obstacles and gaining some real traction in life. Don't quit. The worst part of you doesn't want to win. He's afraid of success because he's unfamiliar with it. Keep pressing. You were created to succeed. My friend, you will succeed. Oprah Winfrey is another wild card success story that many of you may be unfamiliar with. Regardless of her positions on politics and different things, that's irrelevant for this part of the discussion. You should know that her mother became pregnant with her at 13 
She grew up in an unhealthy, toxic family environment. She was sexually abused as a child, and she also became pregnant at 13. Yet something deep inside her, at the core level, got to a place where she said no more. She realized that failures and negative substandard living were not going to be her story anymore. Against all odds, as a black woman in a society still trying to find its racial high ground, and with what some would call a mired scarlet letter past, she rose above all of that and built a reputation and of success and wealth that now has her in the bracket of the top most wealthy and influential people in the world. I'd like to share a story with you about my time in prison. While I was there, I got to see how prison tattoo ink is made. They take small, shredded up bits and pieces of styrofoam and plastic from the trash, and they burn them in a pile under a hard, flat surface, like the underside of a metal table or inside of a small commissary locker. Then they scrape all of the soot off the metal, add a little water and some shampoo to the ashes to thicken it up. I have truly seen some of the most beautiful, intricately designed works of art created by some of the most talented artists on the planet using the ashes of unwanted trash and garbage. Listen, man, your life might seem like trash now. Wasted years of sorrow and heartache that has you so weighted down in despair that you can't even imagine what a life of success might even look like for you. I'm telling you now, brother, with full faith, that your life can truly become absolute beauty painted from the ashes. I'm living proof. I know I've mentioned it before, but there was a long season in my life where I stacked up years of worse after bad decisions. There were years upon years of sowing stupidity and reaping consequences of loss and tragedy. It doesn't have to stay that way. It starts with belief. You must believe in the artist and you must believe in yourself. In addition to failure, purposelessness can also be a trigger for some. Although touched on briefly already, I'd like to go into greater detail of how purposelessness can cause someone to become discouraged and fall back into old patterns and negative behaviors. We all have this sense within us, even at the very basic level, that we were destined for great things. I'm not necessarily saying that every detail of your life is pre-planned outside of your own will. You can choose what color of underwear you're going to wear tomorrow. All I'm saying is that all of us have a greater call to destiny than we truly understand. Sometimes we know what it is that we're supposed to do with our lives. Sometimes the clues and the opportunities unfold along the way. Either way, when we're stuck in bottom shelf, substandard living, there's a part of us that knows that we're not living out our truth. Deep inside of us, there is a knowing that whispers and calls to us to get on the right path and start pressing forward in the right direction so that our lifestyle, our character, and our mindset can become practically aligned 
with our destined self. The destined self is always in the future, calling back to his past, which is your present today, to try and get us to align with who we're supposed to be. Not who we were, or even who we currently are, who we're supposed to be, what we're supposed to become. Now listen, I'm not saying that we can't enjoy the beautiful, almost majestical process of growing into our destined self. We absolutely can and we should. There's no reason to wake up distraught every day over the reality that you're not that future self, that future destined self right now. In fact, we will never completely become that future destined self as an exact carbon copy anyway, because every better decision that you and I make in life today sets our future destined self up better for their future tomorrow. It's almost as if there's a supernatural hotline where your future self contacts you with petitions of desperation and pleas of encouragement to make better choices now because they don't want to be the overweight, poverty-stricken, addicted, regret-filled person that you made them out to become by the substandard choices that you are making today. They, unfortunately, will have less time to try and fix what your unwilling today self destroyed through your indifferent, unwilling, defeated, and careless mindset. The ultimate irony in all of this is that one day you will wake up and find that you are no longer your today self. In the blink of an eye, in a hurried blur of time and pain, you discover that you have now become your future self and you now live in real time all of the regret and loathsome heartache that your future self tried to warn you was coming. No legacy has been built. Relationships are now unrepairable. Dreams, goals, and ambitions unrealized, and now, in many cases, it has become too late to try and pursue them. Living without purpose is agonizing. Knowing or feeling as though others are walking out their purpose and enjoying fulfillment in multiple areas of their lives, while you quietly yet frustratingly stay stuck in stagnation can be so emotionally draining. Are you still stuck in the same dead-end job? What are you doing to elevate yourself in your career? Are you still stuck in the same negative and toxic relationships? Listen, I'm not telling you to divorce your wife if the relationship is toxic. But if no one is making the attempt to try and fix what's broken, it's just going to remain toxic. Maybe you're dating someone right now and it's clear that this relationship is not compatible. Yet because of your desire for comfortability, not wanting to be alone, you stay stuck in a relationship that in your heart of hearts you know is toxic. Are you stuck in the same rut of addiction to drugs and alcohol? How much money have you wasted? How many decisions have you made after drinking that you regret the next morning because you didn't live your core value? You fell out of alignment with your core values as a man? Are you still stuck in a place of poverty because of impulsive and unrestrained spending habits? Listen, when we're stuck in substandard living, we place a blockade in between us and our purpose. We place boulders in our way on the path to achieving our goals and dreams. Living without purpose sucks. 
for many of us, the toxic way in which we were raised and all the medicating that we do to alleviate the pain of a broken past, coupled with all of the permanent, even though it's not true, we believe it's permanent, defeatism in the neuroplasticity of our brains has us almost enslaved in a lifestyle mindset that doesn't align with who our future destined self knows that we should be. We simply do not believe that we can be apex destined people. Or what I find to be most common is we know that we should be apex destined people. We just don't know how to get there. And the confliction frustrates us because we know that the way that we're living now is not who we're supposed to be. But we've been living that way for so long, it's become a permanent part of who we are. It bothers us that the way we are constantly seems to overpower the way that we want to be. Listen, when children begin the process of learning to walk, it takes time. Progression, certainly a lot of falling bumps and epic face plants. Eventually, though, over the course of time, the process is learned and mastered. Rolling over turns to crawling. Crawling turns to using the coffee table to stand up. Standing up turns to supported steps until we've walked the length of the coffee table before making that final decision to step out into the dangerous zone of a carpeted living room. Most kids just have fun with the process of developing their legs, and they don't get real bent out of shape about how long it takes to get there. My daughter, Julia, was not one of those kids. My wife and I began to notice during the end of her learning to walk process that she was not real happy about the length of time it was taking her to figure out all of this upright bipedal transportation thing. Sometimes when she would fall, she would just sit there with her head down and look so sad almost as if she was wrestling with the idea that this might be a permanent outcome for her life. Always trying to walk and always falling. You could literally see the sadness in her eyes as she wondered to herself why everyone else in her life could walk and she couldn't. Obviously, she persisted and ultimately over the course of another month or so, she developed her ability to walk. She had to learn as an infant, to get up every day and continue trying. She had to learn how to not let yesterday's failures be a stumbling block for today's attempt at success. The process for growing out of toxic living and develop apex thriving is much the same way. We must be determined to succeed. We must give ourselves grace for the journey and not let the failures and the stumbles that will happen along the way to becoming a better version of ourselves hinder us from trying. Every day is a fresh piece of canvas for you to paint the rest of your life on. Listen, if we're not careful, then we can subconsciously allow the stumbles to convince us that the goal of becoming apex is unattainable. Remember, Edison failed thousands of times before bringing the light bulb to reality. Michael Jordan missed 9,000 shots and lost 300 games during his career. The reality of winning is simply determined by the determination to never stop trying. Personal growth and development is at times an ugly process. It can hurt. On occasion, we can hurt others. 
especially when we stretch ourselves beyond our means and capabilities. It involves persistence, even when life throws you a curveball. Even when the unexpected tragedies of life land in your lap, we must keep climbing. It can seem as though the moment we decide to take action and the necessary steps to change, it's like the universe itself hands us a trial, hands us a tragedy, just to test us. We must have the right perspective. The universe will always test our resolve and determination in any field that we try to excel in. That's why so many people quit and never see the process through. They don't see the curveballs as growth opportunities. They see them as shutdowns or denials of achieving their dreams. What most people don't realize is, is that the universe has already agreed to support any decision that they make, whether to grow and achieve or stay stagnant and live unfulfilled and substandard. If success and epic achievement were easy, then everyone would be successful and fulfilled. You and I know, however, that most people are neither. I dare to say that maybe some of you are also neither. Why is that? Because we hate failure? We hate the stigma of trying to become something more than we are and just getting pushed back constantly? We hate the feeling of trying to achieve greater accomplishments and getting our asses handed to us multiple times along the way? We value the comfort and safety of staying the same above the pain and frustration that can be involved with stumbling as we grow. We value our image and our ego of having the appearance of being put together and faultless as we live out lives of quiet desperation. Listen, even if you have a seriously traumatic past with many things to overcome, both mentally and emotionally, you can still find tremendous amounts of motivation to get up every day and continue on the path of purpose and success. Even on the darkest of days, even during the most difficult seasons of life where everything in you is saying, I'm done, forget this, I'm tired of trying. If you have dreams and ambitions for your future and for the future for the people that you love and care for, you can find the strength to get up every day and continue fighting to win. Maybe we'll never be the next Bill Gates, Tony Robbins, or Billy Graham, but I can damn sure guarantee you that you and I don't have to say the, stay the same toxic people that we've always been. And who knows? Maybe you will be the next Tony Robbins. Man, I have big plans for myself. I would hope that you do too. And I'm not currently qualified to be an instant success in many of those plans and ambitions that I have. Which of course means that as I begin to try and reach for those lofty ambitious dreams that I'm probably going to fall on my lofty aspiring ass more than once to try to get them. People will probably see me when I fall. I don't care. People will probably whisper in hushed critical conversations about how foolish I was to even dare to try such a lofty goal. Again, I don't care. I've got one life to live here before I head back to where I came from. God's command was clear. 
subdue the earth and multiply. We must subdue our obstacles and start winning. Even if the whole world gets to watch you fail and fall repeatedly, I promise you will get to where you want to be in life. You will get to where you want to be as a person. As you start getting close to becoming that purpose, destiny and purpose will be revealed to you. As you start to get close to becoming that person, that future destined self, destiny and purpose will be revealed to you. You will know why you're here and what your purposes are. And I intentionally use the plural form of the word purpose because you and I absolutely have many more than one purpose to be here. I say this with all sincerity. You will become apex. You will find your purpose. You will impact the world in a positive way and leave your mark. I actually hope to run into you one day when you get there and hear your story about how you came from where you were to where you are today. Hopelessness can also be a trigger for many. It's a kissing cousin to purposelessness. And as I said, is a trigger for many. When you've spent the better part of your life stuck in the monotonous cyclical pattern of brokenness and substandard living, you can become overwhelmed at times with the false premise that you will never climb out. Your life can feel very much like a prison sentence, even though you're not behind bars. The unending wave after wave of trials and tribulations, which are really nothing more than the behavioral choice seeds that your past self sowed into his future self, can pound upon you repeatedly. As the megalithic waves crash upon the shoreline of your tiny little island, you can hopelessly yet incorrectly assume that you'll never get a break in the waves to make an escape. We can become so bogged down in turmoil that we begin to falsely believe that things will always be this way. They'll never change. We inaccurately believe that we don't deserve success, fulfillment, or true love and companionship. So we settle. We settle for second or even fifth best and hunker down like little soldiers in a foxhole on the front line of a losing battle, waiting for the next barrage of gunfire to burst our way, keeping us pinned down until that faithful day when it all comes to a regretful end. Hell to the no. Not me. I'd refuse. Are you coming with us? You and I seriously need to start building a resume of little accomplishments, even little ones, that we can clearly see with our own eyes and hold firmly with our own hands. Something to reaffirm and reinforce the idea that we are capable of winning and that our future is to a certain degree in our own hands to do with as we please. When we start building a track record of winning, we begin to build new neural pathways in the brain that over time will outnumber and outmatch the negative ones. Remember, as we're building new ones and using them, 
The old ones become less traveled and therefore have less power and influence in our decision-making process. They will also have less control over how we see ourselves and what we believe can be possible for our lives, what we believe can be possible for our personal achievement levels. The new neural pathways will stabilize the idea that you deserve better and that you will have it soon. With each accomplishment that we achieve in life, we are simply proving to that toxic, hopeless, and substandard man inside all of us that he is not us and that we are not he. Eventually, he becomes converted to the idea that he is wrong and follows after, quietly in submission, to the apex man. Finally, over the course of time, the two become one. When that happens, you will become free of self-sabotage and free of self-limiting beliefs. At that point in the game, there is no longer any limitations. Anything is possible because you have finally come to terms with the reality that you were created to be apex. You are simply resuming your place and purpose as was intentionally designed. Healing from the trauma and breaking free from the negativity is much like a butterfly breaking free from the cocoon. When you emerge, you are whole, you are sound, you are aware, you are courageous, and wholly unrecognizable from who you used to be. You wake up every day loving life, loving others and the world around you. You will see every obstacle as an opportunity to stretch and grow stronger in your new identity. Please come with us. Please resume your original destiny. Yeah, man. Life handed you a rough start. There's no denying it. Many uncountable millions of people will stay there. They will just justify staying mediocre by blaming other people or blaming events or blaming circumstances from their past. Only a small few in comparison will dig deep, find courage, and leverage their broken past to achieve epic greatness and fulfillment. The question remains. Will you be one of them? Another trigger, guys, is shame. This one is the quiet killer. Because you and I know the secret recesses of our heart. You and I know what we've done in our past. Where we've been. The shameful, unclean things that are more often than not part of a man's life that grew up in a mired past. You and I know the people that we've hurt, the people that have hurt us. You and I know the things that were done in secret, things that if they could be put on a movie screen for the world to see, we would slither out in shame on our bellies, looking for a place to crawl into and die. And it seems like the moment a man tries to mount the courage to become successful, to become apex, there is a lying little voice in his heart and in his head that wants to remind him of all the shameful things that he's done in his life to try and prove to him that he can never be what he wants to become, but rather he will always be these shameful moments of failure from his past. Listen, there is a scripture that gives me great encouragement with this. And maybe it means nothing to you. And if it doesn't, that's okay. You can 
quietly listen and we'll move on. But there is a scripture that has helped me so much with this, where King David, in a moment of shame and regret for some very violent and very immoral behavior that he committed in his youthful years as king of Israel, he was so bogged down in this shame and so bogged down in this regret and this guilt that he couldn't even lift his eyes to heaven. And in a moment of broken prayer, he said, You are the lifter up of mine head. You are the lifter up of mine head. Certainly for religious people, we understand forgiveness. We understand from a religious perspective for those of us that are, and I am, forgiveness of the past, a clean slate that's given to move forward. But what we don't understand is that there is no one holding you accountable to that shame except you. That shame is just as forgiven and forgotten by the powers that be as the sin and the mistakes that we've made. And we're happy to let go of our sin and our guilt and trust that we've been forgiven for it. But we hold that shame for wrongful things done, for immoral and unclean behaviors engaged in. We hold that shame for people that we've wounded or hurt over the years. And we keep it like a little puppy in our lap and we never let it go. And if you don't let go of the shame and understand that he is the lifter up of your head, that you don't have to walk with your head down in shame anymore. You are human. You are made from the same material as the animals of the earth. You have passions, and you have idiosyncrasies, and you have complexities about you that are much like the beast of the field. And our flesh is alive. And it has a will of its own. And it wants to live and be in charge. And it will on occasion push us to think things, say things, do things, look at things that don't align with our core values as an apex man. And when that flesh is trying to overpower the will we can sometimes feel so dirty inside that we get stuck in this place of shame and it keeps us from believing or even trying to be successful. Successful people understand that they are two people. All of us are two people. We are a soul with a will that wants to do right, that wants to love that wants to forgive, that wants to be gracious, that wants to care for people, that wants, that, that wants to help and, and be a positive, affirming member of society. But we also have this flesh that is, uh, forgive me for saying it, rotten to the core in the sense that it desires things that do not jive necessary with, necessarily with the acceptable moral code of the day. You know, we should be kind and gracious to people, right? 
until someone cuts you off in traffic and almost sideswipes you. And then all of a sudden, there's another part of you that wants to wrap your fingers around someone's throat and squeeze and squeeze until the sinew tears from the bone, right? And the windpipes crush beneath your strength and their eyes roll in the back of their head and their last the last gasp of breath disappears from their lungs. Like I, I've been there. You've been there. Um, we that and that's that's the flesh. And then we we come out of that thought process and go, oh my God, I can't I can't believe I thought that. I must be such a terrible person. That came from your flesh. Not from your will, not from your soul, not from your apex man came from this canvas that we're all wrapped in that knows nothing other than self-preservation and to live. And we have to find the balance as we go through life and understand that our flesh does not want to be an apex successful man. It wants to kill, steal, and destroy. It does. It does. It wants to, it wants to have it all. It wants to own it all. It wants to experience it all. It wants pleasure above pain at any moment all moments. And when you decide to become apex, on occasion, your flesh is going to wind up on you. Many times you'll subdue and put it down. On occasion, you will not. And when that happens, so I'm not telling you to treat it commonplace or treat it like it's nothing, but what I'm telling you is have some solid perspective your flesh is being dragged with you on this journey to becoming apex. It's not willfully going. And you must be okay with the weaknesses that your flesh have. And each of us have our own. Each of us have our own um, tailor-made set of fleshly passions that want to get the better of us. And in conclusion, for that topic of shame... When it happens, whatever it is, give yourself grace. Remind yourself that that's not who you are. And get up and go again. Guys, as we wind down this list within a list concerning triggers and self-awareness, I'd like to leave you with one final possible trigger for bad decision-making. Negative associations can have more influence and sway on how people behave than some would ever care to admit. However, there is conclusive evidence to the contrary. If you are trying to come out of negativity and toxic substandard living, then why would you ever want to remain in close proximity to people that are not like-minded for personal growth and development like you are? It has been rightly said that we are the sum total of the five people that we hang out with most. When a person finally makes the decision to change their life and begin the process of letting go of the old ways and the old mindset, they must understand that they can no longer be in company or relationship to people, places, or things that bear association to that old life that we're trying to get away from. By nature, we are all able to be influenced. Even the strongest of us can feel the pull to yield to being less than we should be. 
especially when we're surrounded by it on a daily basis. Not only do we need to let go of people that are not committed to walking out this new direction in life, but we need to find new people that are on the right path so that we can allow ourselves to be influenced and inspired to become what we are committed to attempting to become. Apex. Don't just ditch the negativity, but surround yourself with positive, affirming, apex direction-minded people. I promise it will speed up and solidify to a greater degree your own journey of evolving into your destined self. Changing your network is essential to becoming your best self, but likewise, we must make certain that we don't frequent places where we will be reminded of that old life. I get it, man. You're on your journey. You're seeing some success. You're excited. You got some old friends that are stuck in toxicity and you want to see those guys rise up and become the best version of themselves. Listen, don't feel obligated to meet your old friends at the bar to talk with them about personal growth and development. Don't feel obligated to go visit old comrades or even family members that you know have not yet had the awakening moment to try to convince them of their need to understand and embrace what you now have come to understand and embrace. They must have their own awakening moment as you and I have had ours before we'll be able to have any influence on those people. The greatest influence that you and I could ever have in helping the people that we care for to wake up and move in a positive direction will be to live it out ourselves for a good season of time. We must develop a proven track record of being what we claim we now are, or we will have no influence at all. We must distance ourselves from all negative influences as best as possible. This will allow us to develop the testimony of a changed life. When they see the reality of what's possible, I guarantee you that you won't need to go looking for them. When they're ready, they will come looking for you. When people get tired of the cold, they look for warmth. When people get tired of floundering in the darkness, they will run towards the light. Let's make sure that we're solid when they come. I know letting people go can feel like you're abandoning them, but their greatest hope truly is that you will let them go and become apex. If not, you will both perish. I have an old associate from my lost years, not the one that I am sharing this podcast with, but another friend from many, many years ago had spent the last 25 years in and out of rehabs and sober living homes. He's lost so much time stuck in this cyclical pattern of being sober and then falling off the wagon hard. When I watch his Facebook post, though, I see he'll mount up this courage to sober up again, but he never lets the old homies go. Continues to listen to death metal and inadvertently allows the subtle influence of people, music, places, things, whatever the case may be, to keep just enough of the door of hell cracked. That the first time he has a bad day or faces a serious trial, the influence of relapse and bad decision-making is so close, it's just a natural reflex to push the door the rest of the way open and let the enemy right back in. Listen, close the door. You know what you need to do. Do it or die. Guys, I hope this has been a blessing to you. Again, I want you to love yourself and sleep well at night. Next time.